Tuesday of the first week in Ordinary Time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, your word abiding, and our footsteps guiding, gives us joy forever, shall desert us never. Who can tell the pleasure, who recount the treasure, by your word imparted to the simple-hearted? Word of mercy giving, succor to the living. Word of life supplying, comfort to the dying. O that we, discerning its most holy learning, Lord, may love and fear you, evermore be near you. The Lord is just, he will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes the others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride the wicked says, He will not punish, there is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt. He thinks, Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, the innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord. Lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart he will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and the oppressed so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words. Those who say, Our tongue is our strength, our lips are our own, who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan. I myself will arise, says the Lord. 
I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his way. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. A reading from the book of Sirach. Another goes his way a weakling and a failure, with little strength and great misery. Yet the eyes of the Lord look favorably upon him. He raises him free of the vile dust, lifts up his head and exalts him to the amazement of the many. Good and evil, life and death, poverty and riches are from the Lord. Wisdom and understanding and knowledge of affairs, love and virtuous paths are from the Lord. Error and darkness were formed with sinners from their birth, and evil grows old with evildoers. The Lord's gift remains with the just. His favor brings continued success. A man may become rich through a miser's life, and this is his allotted reward. When he says, I have found rest, now I will feast on my possessions. He does not know how long it will be till he dies and leaves them to others. My son, hold fast to your duty. Busy yourself with it. Grow old while doing your task. Admire not how sinners live, but trust in the Lord and wait for his light, for it is easy with the Lord, suddenly, in an instant, to make a poor man rich. God's blessing is the lot of the just man, and in due time his hopes bear fruit. Say not, What do I need? What further pleasure can be mine? Say not, I am independent. What harm can come to me now? The day of prosperity makes one forget adversity. The day of adversity makes one forget prosperity. For it is easy with the Lord on the day of death to repay man according to his deeds. A moment's affliction brings forgetfulness of past delights. When a man dies, his life is revealed. Call no man happy before his death, for by how he ends a man is known. When the wealthy man says, Now I can rest and enjoy my goods, he does not know how long this will last before he must die and leave his wealth to others. The rich man says in his heart, I will pull down my barns and build them even greater, and there I will store all my possessions. He does not know how long this will last before he must die and leave his wealth to others. A reading from the Detailed Rules for Monks by St. Basil the Great, Bishop. Love of God is not something that can be taught. We did not learn from someone else how to rejoice in light or want to live, or to love our parents or guardians. It is the same, perhaps even more so, with our love for God. It does not come by another's teaching. As soon as the living creature, that is man, comes to be, a power of reason is implanted in us like a seed, containing within it the ability and the need to love. When the school of God's law admits this power of reason, it cultivates it diligently, skillfully nurtures it, and with God's help brings it to perfection. For this reason, as by God's gift, 
I find you with the zeal necessary to attain this end, and you on your part help me with your prayers. I will try to fan into flame the spark of divine love that is hidden within you, as far as I am able, through the power of the Holy Spirit. First, let me say that we have already received from God the ability to fulfill all His commands. We have then no reason to resent them, as if something beyond our capacity were being asked of us. We have no reason either to be angry, as if we had to pay back more than we had received. When we use this ability in a right and fitting way, we lead a life of virtue and holiness. But if we misuse it, we fall into sin. This is the definition of sin. The misuse of powers given us by God for doing good. A use contrary to God's commandments. On the other hand, the virtue that God asks of us is the use of the same powers based on a good conscience in accordance with God's command. Since this is so, we can say the same about love. Since we received a command to love God, we possess from the first moment of our existence an innate power and ability to love. The proof of this is not to be sought outside ourselves, but each one can learn this from himself and in himself. It is natural for us to want things that are good and pleasing to the eye, even though at first different things seem beautiful and good to different people. In the same way, we love what is related to us or near to us, though we have not been taught to do so, and we spontaneously feel well disposed to our benefactors. What, I ask, is more wonderful than the beauty of God? What thought is more pleasing and satisfying than God's majesty? What desire is as urgent and overpowering as the desire implanted by God in a soul that is completely purified of sin and cries out in its love, I am wounded by love? The radiance of the divine beauty is altogether beyond the power of words to describe. I love you, Lord, my strength. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my savior. God is my rock, I take refuge in him. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my savior. Let us pray. Father of love, hear our prayers. Help us to know your will and to do it with courage and faith. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.